One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Whether it's you stay in the spirit world and do it or you come back into this lifetime, we really want to try and get it right that's the whole point in being here and to have fun along the way. Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins and welcome to Life, Death and the Space Between podcast. Today's guest for me is such an honor because when I started my own spiritual journey, which she doesn't know this, we didn't talk about it before, and I started opening up my house was sort of under siege, lights were going on and off, things were happening. And I was trying to explain to my husband a little about this world. And he totally did not get it, was not interested, and didn't believe in it. And I took him to one of Rebecca Rosen, my guest today's readings at the Wilmette Theater. It was probably 20 years ago. And when we left, he looked at me and he said, I don't really get it. And I don't know how to explain it, but I can't deny that there is something there that is happening. So today I'm so excited to finally talk to Rebecca. Rebecca is a spiritual medium. If you have not experienced Rebecca, she is one of the best that I have ever seen. She is a best-selling author of the book Spirited, Awaken the Spirit Within, What the Dead Have Taught Me About Living Well. And her new book, What's Your Heaven, which is phenomenal. She has 20 years of experience and has been working with an ambassador between the spirit world and our day-to-day -day world. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you. What an amazing introduction. And I love this story. Yeah. This is why I do the work, right? You demonstrate it to open people's minds and hearts to the possibility. And I still remember exactly the the reading. I mean, I remember there were two people sitting right behind me. One had lost her husband to cancer, which I knew about randomly, like synchronistically. I knew who she was. I had gone to school with her sister-in-law and another one had lost a child to cancer and they came through together. And it was so powerful because the the woman who lost her husband had two daughters, I believe. And the the family who lost their child, 
this was a daughter. And he came through basically saying like, I'm still there. I'm still, I'm still a parent in that way. So it was just a really powerful experience and a way to demonstrate the connection that we all still have to one another. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, again, that's why I do this. You know, I think it's healthy to be skeptical like your husband, but not cynical. So you keep an open mind, you have healthy skepticism, and then hopefully any good medium, you know, demonstrates it to the point where, you know, the work speaks for itself. There is just no way. It's undeniable information, evidence. You know, that's what we do as an evidential medium. Mm -hmm. And it's not about the back-to-back, you know, validations. Those are powerful, mind-blowing. They open you up. What's more important is the universal message. Like people need closure. They need to know that their loved one's not suffering. They're at peace. You know, they need guidance. They need to know their loved one's still there for them. And when they go within and through meditation and prayer that they're being heard. And so it's really, um, it's an amazing thing when you open your mind and then you start working with it on your own day to day. Well, and I think too, when people are in the throes of grief or even when they're, um, they have maybe connected in their own way or they've started to see signs and synchronicities, sometimes it's hard to believe because it just shows up in so many ways. And I think your work validates for people this isn't made up. This isn't just going on in my mind. And it's a wish or wishful thinking, as some people would say when they speak about mediumship. It really does validate that deep connection. Oh, 100%. And, you know, can I share a 30 second story? Of course. Yeah. Pretty powerful. So the other day, I, I was doing a Zoom group where, you know, this work, it's amazing because you can do it remotely. So I do phone, I do Zoom. And in the group, there are two sisters and one of them, complete believer, has worked with me in large audiences like had you attended in the past, brought her sister in. Sister did not believe. Okay. And so in the reading, I brought through their mom and I said, your mom is saying I'm supposed to say the wind beneath my wings, Bette Midler, the song. Well, the whole two hours, you could tell the sister leading up to that point was just not having it. She almost fell out of her chair because what happened was that was the mom's song they played at the funeral. Mm. That's mom's favorite song. And the day before they were driving around running errands for hours, they said, and they said, mom, bring through that song tomorrow with Rebecca, but also if you can play it now while we're in the car together, right before the sister dropped the other one off, the song came on, on the radio. Mm. Okay. So they looked at her like she heard us. And then they said, make sure you say it through Rebecca. Well, of course, she said it through me. And I said to her, look, you know, it's that that's what you needed. And you can tell her whole world was blown open. And mm. I love it. I get so excited because it's never about my work really with you. It's about it to be continued. It's the work begins when we leave each other and you go about your day to day, you know, moving forward, knowing you don't need me. Mm -hmm. You have a direct connection to whether it's your own intuition or your team and spirit. And that's what I like to empower people to do. So before we dive into this book, because I have a lot of questions, can you speak about, can you tell my audience, for those who don't know you, you go into this a lot in your first book, Spirited, how this mm -hmm. journey opened up for you? Sure. Yeah. I think this is important because it speaks to the skepticism again, because I was, I was 20 
Okay. I wasn't growing up in a household where we talked about paranormal stuff or psychics. I was raised in a conservative Jewish household in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, it wasn't until I was in college down at the University of Florida and I started going through a depression and the way it manifested itself was through an eating disorder. Um, because mainly in my family, we used food to cope. That was her drug of choice. Mm -hmm. And so consciously I was always in, in control, but when, you know, I was stuffing my feelings unconsciously, I would start sleep eating in the middle of the night. I would find myself mm -hmm. in the kitchen carb loading. And it went on night after night for six months. So I was like beside myself that I couldn't control myself. And so I was praying about it. And one day I was at a bookstore and I was journaling. Were you someone who I prayed before? Let me just interrupt for a sec. No, my <laughs> gosh, no. <laughs> Not at all. When I say pray, I don't even know if it was what I was doing. I was just praying to God. I believed in something bigger. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what that meant. And I was just asking, like, I would ask a best friend, like, help me, explain to me what is going on. Mm -hmm. I'm always in control. So that's what was going on. So I start journaling and all of a sudden this, I could hear in my head faster than I could write it down, but this voice, and it was in my own mind's voice, but it was not mine. These were not my words. It, it was not how my writing style. And for an hour, it came forward, dragging my hand across the page. I had dozens of pages written out from my dead grandma, my dad's mom, who died 10 years prior to suicide and from my angel. And again, I thought I'm a skeptic. I'm like, I don't get this. I don't, I don't know what's going on. And right. Am knew. I crazy? So said, right. You're in a depression. Like, is this moving into psychosis perhaps? I think sometimes people, it scares people in that way. Yeah. And mental illness runs in my family. Mm -hmm. My grandma took her life. And so she said, I know you think you're making this up. Here are three things nobody would know. Call your dad. Well, at the time, my dad has since passed, but at the time he was alive. So I ran out of the bookstore. I called my dad and he was like, wow, I don't know where you got that information. My dad found his mom when she killed herself. Ugh. He never told my mom or anybody details. He, But she told me through this journaling. So he said, whatever's going on, if it feels loving, comforting, work with her. So what she said was, we are here in response to your cries for help, praying at night, okay? And we want you to understand that you need to heal yourself from the inside out. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to help you find self-worth, self-love. And here's, and basically they gave me an 18-month program on a mind-body-spirit level. It's a roadmap to healing. And that became the basis of my first book, Spirited. And so from there, she basically, to, to alleviate my skepticism, she said, if you do the work, you're going to meet your soulmate. His name is Ryan. He will give you a rose that's how you know it's him. And his birthday was 924. Now, this was back in 1997. Okay. So in 1999, I had healed myself. I had done the work. I was back. I was not sleep eating. I had stopped stuffing my feelings. Okay. Well, Grandma Babe said, we are complete. So proud of you. I was trying to get a job in advertising at that point because I graduated with the, that degree. Thought that's what you're supposed to do. I couldn't get a job. So I kind of surrendered and I took a break. I went home to Omaha where I'm from mm -hmm. for the summer. And my mom said, I met this great guy. I want to set you up. Well, I went out with this guy on our second date. It, his name was Brian and it hit me. Oh my gosh, Ryan, 
So I went back through my journals and I saw the clue was a rose. His last name is Rosen. And then I went and looked even further and found the birthday and it was 924. That was his birthday. And this is before you had Facebook or you could look people up. So that for me is what I needed to stop doubting and start believing. And then I said, all right, universe, if you want me to do this, bring people to me. And from there, I just set up shop in a coffee shop, literally yeah, in West Bloomfield, Michigan. Yeah. And and I got in the cover of the Detroit Jewish News like three months later, organically. And from there, the door opened and my business began. And here we are like 24 years later. So how did you come to trust? I mean, were you just at such a low point that it was like, this is sort of all I've got is I have mm -hmm. to do this and see if it works. And what were some of those, I know we want to talk about this current book, but what were some of those messages that came through in terms of what you needed to do to heal from the inside out? Because my guess is it's not, they weren't specific to you. It's probably how we all heal from the inside out. Yeah, exactly. I was on my knees. I remember I was so desperate because on a mind level, I was so controlled. And mm. on this level, I was so surrendered because I was so helpless. Like I clearly didn't have the answers. The guidance that came through was always prayer and meditation. And it was the guides, my angels were saying, you don't have to sit down and meditate. If you're feeling you need to go for a walk, go for a walk, moving meditation. I started yoga. Um, they suggested I find a professional therapist. I did something with bioenergetics to like open up my throat chakra, stop stuffing my voice or my feelings and start finding my voice. Um, I invested, you know, I, I made sure I got enough sleep. Um, sleep was really key. Um, I had been on, I had found a therapist and I got on medication because it, you know, mental illness ran in my family. So I thought, well, maybe I'm depressed. It made it worse. Mm -hmm. I was numb. I was flat. So with the help of my therapist, I got off of it six months later. I didn't need, I wasn't chemically imbalanced. I was, it was a situational depression. Yeah. And so then I was in a, you know, a better state of mind to be able to connect to my intuition for me. And so I started to trust spirit would give me, I'm like, okay, I need to prove to myself this is real. Spirit would say, we're going to show you sunflowers today that would come through in my journaling, which is called automatic writing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they would, so let's say, you know, an hour later, I go for a walk and I see somebody walking with sunflowers. I mean, that specific validations, like moments later, hours later, that's what I needed. That's what started to open me up. I'm like, there is something bigger. So it inspired me to do the work on the mind, body, spirit level for that 18 months um, because I knew this was so much bigger than me. And I was the evidence was I was feeling better and my life started flowing. Okay. It, everything just started to fall into place. And that was how I knew I was supposed to continue this path. So with the sunflowers, I'm going to ask the question that my husband always asks, which is, I don't understand. He'll say, is it like puppets controlling things? Like that's how he thinks of it. Um, how do you explain the sunflowers showing up? I remember I'll have to, I think I might've sent you this years ago. I was Again, like I don't remember what the context was, but I had wanted to reach out to you a long time ago. I think when I was first starting my journey 
in this space. And I didn't, a lot of people weren't talking about it. A lot of people weren't out doing the work. I think it's much more public now, probably because of Instagram and Facebook. And there's a lot of people who are doing the work, not with a, a lot of integrity as well. But, um, and I remember saying, show me something that will sh show, that will prove to me that I need to reach out or whatever it was. And I got in my car and the license plate said Becca. And I thought, I mean, I probably still have it on my phone. I'll have to look for it and send it to you. But how does spirit orchestrate all of that? I hope you're enjoying the podcast and videos so far. Please consider supporting Life, Death, and the Space Between on my Patreon page at Dr. Amy Robbins. You can donate any amount you feel comfortable with. Also, we are actively looking for sponsors. So if you or someone you know is interested in sponsoring the show, please reach out at DrAmyRobbins.com. I truly appreciate any support you can give. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I love that example because there's just no way you could have made that happen, okay? What happens is when we start communicating with our guides, angels, departed loved ones, Basically, we're opening up to the possibility of a miracle. We're raising our vibration, okay? Spirit operates on a very high frequency. So when we raise our vibration and we, we're open, we're light, we're available, we match that frequency of miracle consciousness. Miracles happen left and right. They're meant to be daily occurrences. So that's how it's happening because you're, you're opening to this higher vibrational frequency. You can either say to spirit, this is what I need you to show me, okay? You can designate a cardinal, a butterfly, a coin on the ground, whatever, numbers. Or you can say, what is it you're going to show me? And then meditate and open and see the first thing that you hear, you feel, you see in your mind's eye, and then let go. Don't force it. Don't go look for it. That's your ego. Just be. Show up to your life. Go about your business and let it like you. You get in the car synchronistically coming to... In, into your path. So, I mean, that's how it works. There is this energy that is, it, energy doesn't die. It changes form. Mm -hmm. It is still there, okay, in another dimension. And spirit, I always say they're one foot in this world wanting to help us, wanting to comfort us, wanting to communicate with us to keep the relationship going because we don't need to wait till we die to connect to them. And the book I wrote was called What's Your Heaven? Because you can find heaven on earth now. You don't have to wait till you die. 
So there were a couple things in the book that were new to me or that I've just started exploring personally. One I'd love to talk about is this notion of color clearing, which you addressed in the book. So if you could speak to that. And the other one, which I found fascinating and dug right in and started um, pulling up YouTube videos on it, and I might mispronounce it, is the solfregio frequencies. Is that? Oh, solfeggio. Solfeggio frequencies. So could you speak a little to both of those as a way to clear out and raise vibration? Yes. Okay. So everything's vibration. So color, this was introduced to me five years ago when I started working with my healer that basically is my mentor, my coach. She keeps me sane and grounded in a clear channel because I run so much energy through me every day all day long. So what running your energy with color, color basically vibrates at different frequencies. Okay. And there's the whole spectrum of color and violet light being one of the highest frequencies and red being kind of at the bottom. It's not better or worse. It's just different vibrations. Okay. And so when you meditate on and visualize color, running it through your energy, you can do different things. So if you need to ground, there's certain colors you'll bring in. If you need to raise your vibration, if you need to cleanse and clear, you know, you'd bring in royal blue. It deprograms you. It's like getting a really good light bath, okay? So it's just running your energy using colors, whether you wear the color, you hold something that's color, or you visualize the color, the intention is allowing that energy to bring you into that vibration, okay? So it changes your energy with that color. So that is what I go into in the book if anyone's interested. Solfeggio frequencies, it's, you know, they're tones, it's vibrational um, and vibration that comes through music. And Spirit often talks about how music is such a high frequency that they match that same energy frequency as, as music So that's oftentimes why we get a lot of signs through songs or when we can change our mood, we can change our energy by just turning on some of our favorite music. And when we meditate to solfeggio frequencies that vibrate at these different levels, you know, there's different frequencies for different intentions. Maybe you need to focus. Maybe you want to meditate and connect to God or, or something bigger. Um, and everything in between. So I always say, if if you're drawn to it, if it resonates, that means your system is saying it's it's hungry for it. Use it. It's a tool. You know, we we have all these spiritual tools in our toolbox, and I always say, take what works, leave the rest. Mm-hmm. And use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. And whatever that music is, it's, you know, there's not a one size fits all. You've got to figure out what resonates with you. Well, and I think the example you spoke about in the book, particularly with the frequencies, was around kind of walking in, watching, I think the TV was on and it was like a bad news. I mean, every mm-hmm. news cycle is a bad news cycle, but um, but it really, oh, it was about the war in the Ukraine. And you just started feeling the heaviness that I think so many people can relate to. And you felt it. You removed yourself from the situation. You went in your room, you put in your headphones and suddenly members of your family started gravitating towards you in a way that just shows. And I think people who 
do have experiences of feeling like they are vibrating at a higher frequency, sometimes more often than not, will feel that attraction of other people to them because they need that to help them raise their energy. Exactly. You know, I like to say, be the light, okay? Because if you can call in more light into your energy, you can then, it's like lighting other people's, you know, candles. We then inspire others to become light because we operate in this world either from shadow or light, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's love or fear that we're always making choices from those one or the other frequencies. And so when you meditate, what I did is I wanted to raise my vibration and call in more light. Well, you can't help it. People, it's like a bead of honey. It's You become magnetic. So whether it's people are drawn to you or amazing opportunities start opening up for you, it's really, you could also call it the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. Okay, like attracts like. So it's pretty important that, you know, we all do it. Can you differentiate to, you talk about this a bit in the book. I thought this was really important because I think people get these concepts confused. Life's work, life's purpose, soul contracts. Sure. So let's start with soul contracts. So before we're born, we all, with the help of our team of angels and guides, we set up a loose blueprint of the life we're going to live and the important lessons we're coming in to tackle. And so in my book, I talk about we're in earth school, okay? And we set up a handful, any usually where anywhere between two to five really big lessons, okay? And and there's like about 30 themes, whether, you know, it's self-love, maybe it's generosity or kindness or tolerance. I mean, the list goes on and on. But we set up these pivotal points along our journey that things are going to show up. And maybe we could call it test us or give us the opportunity to learn the lessons. So when we go about our life, we either embrace them and say yes to it, and then we can learn the lessons and then check the box and move on. But what happens is most of us resist it, mm -hmm. okay? We have an ego, it gets uncomfortable, uh, we get triggered. Um, and so until we learn these lessons, they keep showing up over and over. It's like Groundhog's Day. So I think we can all think of certain patterns in our life, like we keep getting dumped in relationships. We can't hold on to a relationship, or we have money issues, chaos or we have health in your issues. Life. Lots of chaos. Totally. Yeah. Drama. Lots of chaos, sabotaging ourselves, drama, trauma, all the stuff. You know, and and what I like to remind people is we're not victims. We chose this in that soul contract. We signed up for it. So it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. And if we can reframe that and see it as an opportunity to transcend it, to learn the lesson. And, and then once we do, we've integrated that into our being, we can then pay it forward in service to others and help others, you know, in our lives. And that, that becomes purpose. So sometimes our purpose, if we're blessed, our purpose aligns with our career, what we're doing. But for a lot of us, that's not true. Sometimes our purpose, let's say it's to be joy. I have a dear friend of mine who is just truly here to be light and joy. Um, and she she just, you get around her and you can't help. She's like contagious. You feel amazing. She has such a great energy. But she really, she is, has been blessed. She doesn't need to work. And so she just goes and travels, but she 
makes friends with everybody and people just comment on how they bring her so much joy. That's her purpose. It's not a job. It's just how she shows up and she has found ways to share that. Okay. And so a lot of us just have to figure out what comes naturally to me, what brings me joy, what lights me up and then do more of that because that fulfills you on a soul level. And that's how you know it's your purpose. So it's the embodiment of whatever it is you're here yeah. to express. Yes. You know, some people are natural like therapists, you know, and so they just naturally hold space for people. But let's say they're a hairdresser. They're not a therapist, but they're acting as a caregiver or a therapist. Right. Right. Because they're holding and that space brings in them that so way. much joy. Exactly. So it's like, just be you. That whole thing, just be mm -hmm. you and do what comes authentically and naturally for you. And that right there is your unique contribution to the world, your purpose. You know, as long as it's filling you up, you feel a sense of purpose from just being you. So I know with soul contracts, I hear this question a lot from parents who've lost children, which seem, I mean, you have kids. We were talking a little before I have kids. That seems like a real hard pill to swallow to hear this was your contract you negotiated this before you got here to bring on that kind of what of of emotional pain how do you both as rebecca the human and rebecca i mean i know they're the same but you know the human part of you but also the spiritual part of you kind of negotiate those two pieces yeah you know so personally, recently, one of my best friends, her son died by suicide a couple months ago I'm at the age sorry. of 14. Yeah. So sad. So on a, a friend level, on a human level, I mean, my heart goes out to her. You can't fathom the pain. It, it truly losing a child, in my opinion, is the hardest lesson you sign up for. Okay. Um, and suicide is complicated because a lot of times it is part of your soul contract, but it's not a definite, it's a high probability. Okay. There's a high potential because when the soul gets here, it may decide to stay on and bypass that exit, or it may choose to take it because there are lessons involved for everyone on all sides of the board. So on a human level, it's very difficult, but on a soul level, and my, my friend said, she goes, look, I, in my good moments, I get it. I see the bigger picture because she is creating a foundation now and she knows it's like not, nothing's a coincidence and that she has this amazing opportunity to create something that's unavailable right now to, to teenagers that need this connection and help. And so she, so bottom line, we negotiate this with our, the, souls in our soul groups. Okay. So let's say your child dies and you are left here. There is a reason. And there are usually personal lessons involved for you, for the people around the one who dies to learn. Maybe it's learning how to grieve and to deal and not avoid. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but then there's also sometimes a bigger picture where I'm the, the soul says, I'm going to leave because it will bring up all this stuff and all of you personally. But then more universally as a soul group, we are going to change the world because from your tragedy comes this amazing gift where you start a foundation that changes tens of thousands, if not millions of lives. 
Okay, that could be one scenario. The other could be, we are all here to heal and balance karma. So from past lives, let's say the parent loses the child, but in the lifetime lived before that, the, the table was turned. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that one, the parent was the one who died on their, you know, parent. So basically you're trading places to have the opposite side of the equation experience. Okay, so that you can better, because we learn through opposites or through contrast or duality. And sometimes we need to come in and play out the other side of it to have greater compassion and acceptance and integration of that lesson. Let's say they buried themselves in grief and weren't able to move forward, didn't, didn't make any changes in their life. Are they then not learning sort of one of the potential assignments that they were here, that, that they signed up for? So to, to start, I really believe you have to lean into your grief. You can't bypass it, mm -hmm. right? A lot of us, I, I did this initially with my dad when he died by suicide 17 years ago. I did the love and light. I spiritually bypassed until I was forced. I lost my voice. I'll never forget I couldn't work and I was forced to sit with myself and my discomfort and my grief. And then I started therapy and I dug in for a couple of years. So you've got to feel your pain, but grief isn't linear. You know this, right? You know, you go come in and out of it. So, but if you stay stuck day after day for your entire lifetime in the very low vibrational frequency of grief, then the answer is no, you haven't learn the lesson, then that loved one died in vain because there is an opportunity for you to um, ascend, okay, transcend that, that vibration. So let me start with this. So in the book, I talk about Dr. David Hawkins and he wrote a book called Power Versus Force. Mm -hmm. And in this book, he, it's called Levels of title. I know. And he's amazing. And if you haven't checked out his work, I would highly recommend him. Wayne Dyer is the one who introduced me to him years ago. And bottom line is he created the scale of consciousness and he calibrates everything from zero to a thousand. So different emotions vibrate at different levels of consciousness, different frequencies. So we have grief and shame at the very bottom, the worst. That to me is a living hell. And you have oneness, enlightenment, and love at the top. And then you have everything in between, okay? And our goal in the human experience as spiritual beings is to try and raise our level of consciousness throughout our lifetime. And we do that through our emotions. And so if you're day after day living in the deep, dark emotions that vibrate under 200 on the scale, which is, you know, grief and victimhood, Okay, you're basically wasting your lifetime because you're not going to evolve. And the whole point is you want to do your homework. You want to check the boxes because when we die, we go to the, we pick up where we left off. Mm -hmm. We go to the level we've earned based on our thoughts, words, and deeds while in the body. Now, you don't have to be perfect. We all make mistakes. We're perfectly imperfect. We are human. We are meant to make mistakes, but it's all about your intention. 
And if your intention is to do your best and to learn from those mistakes and try and do and be better each day, that's all that matters. And you will evolve up that scale. Well, and if you're shaming yourself for the mistakes you're making, then you're missing a big, I would I would say a big lesson, a big assignment is is forgiveness of yourself for making those mistakes. A hundred percent. And you're going to have to do, repeat it. You're going to have to do it all over again. And trust me, you don't want to do that. Whether it's you stay in the spirit world and do it, or you come back into this lifetime, we really want to try and get it right. That's the whole point in being here and to have fun along the way. You know, we want to do it in a way so you can either learn your lessons with pain, suffering, and struggle, the old earth, or what's happening on the planet. There's more light, higher light frequencies. The light codes are changing. The the vibration of the planet. I mean, science can tell you it's rising. Well, the Schumann resonance just a couple weeks ago was off the charts. Exactly. And so you can attune to that higher frequency and learn, do your homework, be in earth school and do it with joy. It's almost like you're on the playground at recess and in school at the same time, because you can do it with grace, ease, and joy. Mm. It doesn't have to be hard and painful and miserable, right? It can be a joy, but a lot of that determines on your, how you choose to view it. Are you viewing it through the lens of fear and suffering and grief and victimhood or through love, faith, and trust? And the choice is our own because we have free will. So you talk about um, spirit showing you that that one's death, that when spirit comes through, they often say, my death happened at the exact time it was supposed to. Has there ever been a time where death happens at the wrong time? Yes. Yes. And in Spirited, I wrote about this. It's random acts of chaos. This is where we have free will. Everyone has free will. And that free choice sometimes is um, of others is always out of our control. So a lot of times um, you might randomly find yourself, you know, some of these group exit points where mm -hmm. sometimes they were predestined. And, you know, I think about that Sandy Hook oh. with the shooting of these innocent little children. But what spirit showed me is those were very old souls. Those were earth angels who said we, the ones who were supposed to be at school that day who exited from that tragedy were there to raise the consciousness of the planet. It brought, it's like a collective exit to bring in more light and more opportunity for goodness. You saw all these heroes rise up from that experience and all these amazing things come out of that, even though there's so much darkness and tragedy. You know, there's the human experience, the suffering. You can't even fathom it on a human level. No, and right? even though it feels like things have not shifted and changed very much since then. No, no. And so a lot of those are predestined. Those are not a coincidence. Those were meant to be. Souls signed up to be a part of that, okay? But you do have what I have channeled from many spirits is this wasn't supposed to happen. I got murdered or I died in a car crash, but really something went wrong because it was out of their control and the point is they then can usually turn around and reincarnate pretty fast if they choose to because they want to pick up where they left off and that's a whole other subject because that can manifest as a lot of different things but the point is um yeah sometimes there are random acts of chaos and it's hard to make sense of but the soul is never harmed because there really is no death. Mm -hmm. So even mm -hmm. though it's really an awful situation and the soul 
did not want to go, the soul's still okay. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. I'm just trying to, I remembered when that happened because my daughter was of the age that those kids were and it was just, it just sent me spiraling. Um, so I think it's really, even though I do this work and I talk a lot about what you talk about, I think I still struggle with the human piece of it and kind of circling oh the, the, that square. I think most all of us do, even I do at times because we all have a mind and it's hard. You can't wrap your mind around mm -hmm. this because this is on a soul level right. understanding. Um, about a few months ago, I did a group in Denver and I brought through a Kelly and a Matthew, two children who died. And I'm, I'm saying, who is this for? And then two mom's hands go up saying that Kelly's my daughter. Matthew is this other woman's son. They died in Columbine. Oh, okay. The gosh. school shooting back in the first like, one, the real first, I mean, not the yes. first one was actually in Chicago, which was, um, Lori Dan, when I was in elementary school was like, but, but the oh, first, wow. I think one that people really Columbine identify. Yeah. Well, so these, it, well, I have the chills right now. They came through the room. I mean, it brought 300 of us together, but I said the earth angels, that was all supposed to happen, believe it or not. And they signed up for it. And the moms agreed. They said, no, we know. And they have come to us a thousand times since in dreams and meditations, signs everywhere. These were such evolved souls explaining to us to reframe it and look at it, not as a tragedy, but that there was an opportunity to bring in more awareness, raise consciousness, bring in more opportunity for doing good, random acts of kindness. So they did not die in vain. And a lot of times, but the moms were incredible because they, through their years of grief, you know, therapy, they got there. They're there. Wow. And they understand it and embrace it. Well, and I think that speaks to the power. And you talk about this in the book. There was a lot of psychology in the book. You talk about tapping, which we won't go into here, um, as a way of moving energy. But, you know, and this is how I always think of how the two work together, is that if they just kind of came in and said, oh, yes, my children, this was their sole contract, and um, this was the, what they came here to do, and they don't deal with the grief, then you're not really fully having the experience of, I don't think, what you're here to, to, to learn. You know, I have a chapter in my book and it's all about, I'm here to, to learn and I'm here to teach. Because it's all about how through relationships, we're mirrors for each other, okay? And we are here to help each other heal um, and to balance karma and to evolve. And so it's a two-way two process. So yes, the living has to be able to learn their lessons, move through their experience and integrate it, you know, as does the spirit on the other side. Because again, you know, when we cross over, if we've done our work, we're going to our heaven, but it doesn't mean we stop learning, growing and evolving. As a soul, we are always doing that, whether alive or dead. So last question for today, how do you live the lessons of spirit in your everyday life and block out all the noise that is out there right now? So um, I love that you asked this because just the other day, my husband's like, gosh, you really walk your talk because I was in the bathroom getting ready for work and I was listening to my Abraham. I love Abraham, Abraham Hicks, Hicks yeah. and I put it, yeah, Esther Hicks, and I put it on just to, you know, for me, I choose to focus on things that make me feel good. I use my feelings as my compass, my guidance, 
And it doesn't feel good for me to turn on the news right when I get out of bed. I like get a pit in my stomach. I start feeling the the trad. The, there's so much negativity, but there's also so much light and goodness. And so I think it becomes, you have to make a conscious choice where you choose to put your energy and your focus, because what you focus on expands. Mm -hmm. And so whether, you know, it's on a mind, body, spirit level. So I use my tools. I, I walk my talk. I do the work just like I preach in all my, my books and my podcasts. You know, it's, we are spiritual beings having a human experience and it can be one of joy or it can be one of pain and suffering. And I choose to create a heaven on earth. So I, I'm not ignorant to or oblivious to what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. I, I gather just enough knowledge to be educated and aware, but I don't dwell in it. Well, Rebecca, thank you. What an honor this was today to be in conversation with you. Your current book is What's Your Heaven? Seven Lessons to Heal the Past and Live Fully Now. If people are interested in the rest of your work, can you tell us where we can find you? Yes. Thank you. My website is RebeccaRosen.com. Um, I have a podcast called Small Medium at Large. And on uh, social media, I'm at Medium Rebecca Rosen. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much today for this enlightening conversation. And I'm so happy to have finally connected with you in person as well. Uh, thank you so much. This has been so fun. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.